The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is the news. And why, 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 why it matters. Hey, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. We have another special guest in the studio today, Mr. Colion Noir from yeah. NRA TV. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, all right, Pat, top story today. It's a Kavanaugh hearing. Yes, I have a feeling that's going to be mm-hmm. yours too, Jason. Fourth straight day in a row, all Kavanaugh, and I don't know how we're going to get through this in 20 minutes in overtime. I don't know how it's going to happen. I know. I'm, I ha- you know what? I, I planned uh, very little other things because I was like, <laughs> I feel like we're just going to go on about that pretty much the whole time. What about you, Coleon? I tried to ignore it with the, to the best of my ability, but yeah, I'm going to have to go with Kavanaugh. <laughs> you can't get away from it. <laughs> you can't get away from I it. I really tried to ignore it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. All right. Before we do that, want to make sure to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. Uh, so there was just recently that hurricane, you know, um, in South Carolina, was it? And you just don't know when some sort of disaster is going to hit and you're going to be left. Your, you know, your, your floors are going to be flooded or you're going to have no electricity and everything in your fridge is going to go bad and you can't get out and go to the store. So what do you do? That's why you need my Patriot Supply. Um, have you ever tried any of their stuff? Oh, yeah, of course. It, I've, I, Glenn always says it's delicious. It is. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people always say, well, if you get hungry enough, you'll eat anything. Well, maybe, but you don't have to. Right. You, you can get really good food from my Patriot Supply. Yeah, that's, not, really a, that's not a good sell. No, it's not. Well, you'll no. eat it. I mean, I no. guess if I had to, I'd eat my cat, but I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I actually purchased some of it. <laughs> Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I've had a couple of guests come in because I don't cook. Yeah, so it's yeah, literally yeah. only thing in my pantry. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so, so, funny. so people come in like, "What is that?" Then you know, it's like just like my pantry. That's, That's dinner really today. funny. So you like it too? I mean, I honestly haven't tried it yet. Okay, I, like, you're waiting like, for the down, That's yeah, good. Exactly. That's good. If I had it, I'd want to crack in and yeah. try it. Because I, I can't depend on Uber Eats when you know. Follow <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so right now you can go to uh, preparewithnews.com and get a two. Two-week emergency food supply kit. Get this, $75 for two mm. weeks of emergency food supply. Wow. That is an amazing deal. Go to preparewithnews.com. All right, gentlemen, I am opening up the floor for the uh, the Kavanaugh hearings. And I, uh, before we get into it, I do want to say, um, as of the time of this taping, of course, we have heard Christine uh, Ford's testimony, but we can't get into the Kavanaugh stuff because it's ongoing. It's going on right now. Right. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Ford's testimony today. We can save all of the Kavanaugh, uh, Kavanaugh part of it for tomorrow. So Dr. Ford came up. Yeah. And I, th- you know, we, we talked about it on, uh, on both filling in for Glenn and on my show Unleashed. And I, so what you're saying is you've had a really long day. Had a long day of talking about it, but I actually believe she's been sexually assaulted. Yes. I, I had some sexual assault survivors who called and said they don't believe her at all. Straight up just think she's lying about it uh, for, num- for a number of reasons. But I, I kind of felt like she'd been assaulted, just n- not by Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Um, which kind of fits into the fact that two other guys came forward and admitted to it. So, which is so odd, isn't it? It's really I don't know what would prompt someone to if they admit if they that. actually weren't the perpetrators. Why would you say so? Even if somebody paid you, would you admit to something you didn't do? It's a felony. That definitely threw me for a loop. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm, yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to place myself hypothetically in being in a position of a guy <laughs> who did that and then came out and said he did. But the idea of somebody just coming forth, just kind of willing to say, yeah, no, no, it wasn't him. It was me. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's crazy it's if it really yeah. wasn't yeah. you. <laughs> and it also kind of goes towards, I, I agree with you, Pat. I, I think that she probably was assaulted at some point. But it mm-hmm. also kind of goes into how, it taught me, I got a lot of tweets today from people t- t- telling me, what about the lie detector test? What about that? Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't been given the paperwork to even see like the question that were um, asked and all that stuff. Yeah. And that could be for a very specific reason. Yes. So they could have asked her, were you sexually assaulted? Not even asking her about Kavanaugh. Right. And it would show up as a positive. Right. So I'm st- until we see that paperwork, we're just not going to know. Let's be honest, though. When I'm watching Murray, cool. Give me a lie detector test and I'll take it with all the weight in the world. I'm like, I knew she was lying. Not, I'm not saying I watch Mark. But <laughs> yeah, right. I think there's something to be said about the love, like how much weight we give to a lie detector test in a situation like this. Yeah. Um, it, it's just the, the consequences are just too high and, and the results too. There are just too many variables with respect to, to, uh, to polygraph tests. and so whether or not admissible exactly, in court. That just don't really allow. And that what it does do on the alternative is in the court of public opinion, mm-hmm. it gives a false sense of understanding of truth. Didn't right? Roy Moore pass a lie detector test as well? Did he? Pretty sure he did. I think I he did. How much do you know about lie detector tests? And how positive did they, Because the, um, the conclusion they reached was interesting because it wasn't she's telling the truth. It wasn't, this was a positive test. It was no indication of deception yes. or something to yes. that effect. Yes. It doesn't seem like a powerful positive to me. No. Um, is that as positive as it gets, though? I, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I just think right off the bat, it seems a little bit shady to not disclose, to just say, well, she passed a polygraph test. But we're not going to give you any more information about yeah. that. I mean, that's a right. pretty relevant. If you're going to say she passed it and use that to bolster her credibility, you better be prepared to give the details. Of yeah, it. release yeah. it. Let's yeah. let's all see it. Yeah. I, I didn't see anything today that made me think that this accusation is any more credible than it was yesterday. In fact, it actually seems less credible I today so than it does to me. I, I don't know how you can read anything else into it. I mean, straight off the bat, uh, they asked her. Uh, Mitchell asked her about. The, um, the, the, the letter that she sent to Diane Feinstein. Mm-hmm. And so she goes, could you tell me in that letter, is everything correct? So you would think, I wrote this detailed letter about my account to a United States senator. You would think that that is absolutely correct. She couldn't say that it was. And she pulled it out, I looked the, back the through response. it. Um, no, I used the wrong adjective there. <laughs> right. That was actually the response. Yeah, was, um, there was a semicolon that should have been a colon. And I think I left a dangling participle in the third <laughs> sentence. So, bizarre exchange. I know. It? Right. It, it, it was bizarre to me. My mind went, okay, she's in academia. So yeah. they can yes. get a little pedantic sometimes. Yes. Yes. Um, but nonetheless, I was like... <laughs> What? I know. <laughs> and I started watching it from that point. So I was like, what are That's they talking what about? <laughs> it actually was entertaining. I was kind of entertained by yeah. it. Yeah. Um, which was maybe sick. I, I was going to say, which I'm not sure says a lot about no. us as a society, but I was, I was into it. I was mm-hmm. here for it all morning. I think there's I could some, not stop watching. I think there's something to say about the contrast in, you know, what typically proceedings like that are usually like, which are a snooze fest. Yeah, yes. and then you have this 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 kind of barn burner, so to speak, with mm-hmm. real people, with you know affecting real lives versus something we see on TV that's fake. It, I I think everyone was entertained by it, but to some degree, not to minimize what's happening here, right. but to a degree, it is. Yeah. Uh, I also will say that 
she is in many ways a better presenter of information from an articulation standpoint than he is, than Kavanaugh is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which I think is incredible. It doesn't bode well for him in the court of public opinion. Does that mean you found him? You found her credible? I, I. <clears throat> she was compelling. Yeah. Yes, that's right? a great word yeah. to use yeah. for that. Yeah. And for me, as an attorney, I'm I've I've been trained to kind of knock back my attempts at confirming bias or, mm-hmm. or, or engaging in certain bias that I had. Like, I purposely try to restrain them and remain objective. Um, in doing so, that's kind of how I came th- to the deduction. You know, she, she speaks really well, mm-hmm. very clearly. Um, mm-hmm. where, where Kavanaugh, not that he's bad or he's not articulate, it's just she does so in such a way that's very compelling. Yes. And, and I can see the broader spectrum of people in the world who don't, aren't necessarily considered intellectuals or, or people who really look past the surface level of situations like this and say, you know what? She's telling the truth. I believe her purely based off the way she did that they made that she made them feel watching her tell her story. Yeah, and let's mm-hmm. before we before we keep going, uh, speaking of her being compelling, let's watch a little bit of that. What is the strongest memory you have? The strongest memory of the incident? Something that you cannot forget. Take whatever time you need. Indelible in the hippocampus is the laughter, the la- the uproarious laughter between the two, and they're having fun at my expense. Mm. I mean, that's that's compelling. Mm-hmm. It's very it was very polished, you know. But, so the so what I hated the laughter thing was one of the holes that they poked earlier. I feel whenever. She, uh, they asked her about walking down this, the boys walking down the stairs, and in her initial statement, she had said that they were talking to others at the party as they exited the room, but then today, she said, I don't know if there were other people there, so, um, you know, they were talking and laughing, but then there weren't other people there that they were talking and laughing to now. First of all, that was only one one of, probably one of... That was the only legitimate question I ever heard coming from Democrats on this. It was usually the the standard went monologue for like half your time allotted, grandstand, Mm -hmm. and then uh, praise her for how brave she is and all that stuff with no no actual, no attempt to actually let her tell them what happens so we can get to the bottom of it. A lot of emotion. No, really honestly don't. If we're just going to be honest here, I think think you said something that was incredibly important. Uh, I think you said it as well. You you piggybacked off of me. (laughs) The idea of something did happen to her. Yes. I do believe that. Yes. Yeah. Now, so the, the question is, was it Kavanaugh? Right. And I think what's happening here is that's getting lost in, 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 in a lot of the discourse that's happening in her storytelling. And then, like you said, some of the, uh, some of the Democrats grandstanding. It's, yeah, something probably did happen to you. But mm-hmm. was it Kavanaugh? So that's right. what, that that and you have proof that it's it, Kavanaugh. Exactly, because and if that's you don't you can't ruin a man's livelihood over it. And that's one another thing that makes her less credible in hearing this story straight from her is that's her only memory that she's sure of. Mm-hmm. The only yes. thing she's sure of is that's one hundred percent. Everything else is a little bit foggy. Yeah. She doesn't remember uh, how she got there. Yeah, yeah, how she got home. Right. Who was there? Where it was. And, and think of where the house was. Yeah. Right. And think about how important it is to name the person that drove you home. They're going to nonstop be saying, what is wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Why are you like this? What happened? Yeah. She would have told that person everything that happened. Or if not, they would have been able to testify that something was very off. Yes, I did take her. She stormed down. I took her home. 
It's very, it, it reveals a lot, in my opinion, that that person has not come forward. And they asked her later, you know, has, they ever actually asked her that. Why has hasn't anyone, this person? Yes. And yeah. she said no. Yeah. So, so that, that was very big. I mean, I, don't, I, I, am, I just don't see how you read after today, how you read into the fact that she is a credible witness. A lot of people were saying, she, but she's, she's a credible witness. I'm like, how is she a credible witness when every single person, the alleged witnesses that you said Everybody were there, in the house said, all no. deny it. Yeah. But the person that, she, that probably would be in her corner, her best friend, Leland Kaiser, yes, at the time. specifically asked, why did she deny this? She put through her under the bus and said a health reason. Yeah, I saw that. Does that mean a mental I issue? Was like, it, that, that, I don't know what else it could be. That was a dodge more than I've ever seen in my life. Wow, big time, very much a dodge. Because it's wow. your lifelong friend, right? Yeah. Yes, they're yes. still friends to this day. Well, because I mean, it's, probably not now. Eh, well, she said, "I'm sorry." <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of relationship there. I was incredibly disappointed uh, in Mitchell's uh, lack of follow-up questions on some of these things. How do you not continue to push that? Yeah. You know, they, she didn't push that. The other thing, the beach friends, which is another thing that went towards that, her credibility. Yes. Her beach friends, they, so her statement was her beach friends told her, it's like, you have got to take this at least to the press or somebody. Now think back to her original statements. Her original statements was she never mentioned this to anybody ever. Mm-hmm. Her, her husband, her, her husband, yeah, her husband and her therapist. Mm-hmm. Then after talking to them, she took it to uh, the uh, the congressman, uh, whatever, I don't remember the name of the, the congressman in her state yeah, or whatever. Sure. That's right. Yes. Uh, and, the, and then the Washington Post. Now, this blows that out of the water. So she told a group of beach friends, her, her words, yeah. all about this. And this group of people, wow. who are these beach friends? That was never, there was no follow-up on that. Beach oh, but you caught her in a lie on that. Yes, beach friends who she was meeting with, presumably because she had flown to the beach to get there. Another lie. That, uh, right, right, which again, you know, so if we back up, she said that she couldn't come and testify sooner because she had this fear of flying and she just needed more time, which, you know, at the time you were called a monster if you dared say that that was a delay tactic. Yeah. And then uh, I think we have a clip of the questioning going on about her fear of flying and whether or not that was a factor. Watch. May I ask Dr. Ford, how did you get to Washington? In a airplane. Okay. It's, I asked that because it's been reported by the press that you would not submit to an interview with the committee because of your fear of flying. Is, is that true? Well, I was willing, I was hoping that they would come to me, but then uh, realized that was an unrealistic they request. Actually, they offered it would have been that. a quicker trip for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, that was certainly what I was hoping was to avoid having to get on an airplane, but I eventually was able to uh, get up the gumption with the help of some friends and get on the plane. I also saw on your CV that you list the following interests of surf travel, and you, in parentheses, put Hawaii, Costa Rica, South Pacific Islands, and French Polynesia. Have you been all to those places? Correct. Did you drive? By airplane? Yes. (laughs) And your interests also include oceanography, uh, Hawaiian and Tahitian culture. Did you travel by air as a part of those interests? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Thank you very much. Easier for me to travel going that direction when it's a vacation. Uh, interesting. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'll play devil's advocate. Okay. I Now I'm kind of indifferent about it, but I largely hated flying for a long portion of my life. Absolutely I still hate it. it. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I was borderline terrified of it because um, I'm a control freak. Yeah. So I would still fly. However, 
I was more inclined to fly to places where I really wanted to be at the destination. Okay. Versus, so, but if it was somewhere I didn't want to go, I would purposely come up with reasons and roadblocks as to why I couldn't make it. But I mean, if you're going to so go that so makes far, sense to you. that does make sense. But, to me. but if you're going to go so far as to tell the world mm-hmm. that this happened and say that it's your civic duty to make sure that the public knows and that you know the Senate knows, so mm-hmm. that they can make an informed decision. Wouldn't you then realize, okay, I've already put myself out there and said it's my civic duty. I kind of have to follow that up with going to tell them in person. In a a perfect world, you're right, and I absolutely agree with you. But what I think may be happening here, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I think sometimes when we deal, and and I think we're in a very, very dangerous time, first of all. Let me just put that out there right now. I mean, I got got friends pledging celibacy because of things like this. Oh, yeah. Um, People need to understand the, the, the... the grad, like the level of danger involved in ha- making an accusation and then not following it through. I think it's, you know, sh- I think she may have kind of short, sh- I was about to use a very bad analogy. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, I think what it may have happened with her, she thought she could just put it out there and walk away. Mm-hmm. Mm. And no one was gonna question well, it. Well, there are people mm-hmm. who have followed up and done that. They've, they've put in an anonymous yeah. tip and said, oh, he did this to me, and, but I'm not going to tell you who I am. Exactly, right? Um, and I think it, be, it, it it took on a life she may have not expected it to take on. That's possible. Or, or yeah. she didn't appreciate the severity of the accusation considering who it was and during the time that she, she might have been here. promised to that. They pro- the Democrats might have said, look, you don't, you're not going to have to go in for testify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to get a delay off of this. Yeah. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll, we'll tackle this later on after this gets delayed another week or something mm-hmm. like yeah. that. Because she, she does strike me as... Um, I'm probably gonna get some heat for this, but I mean, I've, I've seen it before. She she does strike me as socially awkward. So so mm-hmm. I, I can imagine this is she hates this, absolutely hates the scrutiny, hates being in front of everybody. I'm pretty sure she doesn't like it at all, especially considering she doesn't have much in the way of control. As an educator, as a professor, it's her classroom. She mm-hmm. has complete control of of the situation. Um, and I think, and I, I'm inclined to agree with you in that regard too. I think they made a promise to the moon to come out and do this because they have their own agenda. Yeah. Definitely. And then as a result oh, yeah. of that, knew they could always just ask for forgiveness later and they're like, oh, guess what? Gotta go to Washington. Yeah. So one of the- really, really, Let's take a break really quickly and we'll get back into okay. it. I feel a little left out. Am I the only one that doesn't have beach friends? <laughs> Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. A lot more to get into on uh, the hearing, but before we do that, I want to thank our sponsor, Brickhouse. Uh, I know we've we talked about it yesterday, I think, but Dawn to Dusk has been a lifesaver for me. If you are in the market for something to keep you going about midday, you crash. Dawn to Dusk is awesome. Um, it's it's like you're drinking the coffee, but you don't have the jitters. You don't feel weird, like your heart's about to pump out of your chest. Take it from me. Sarah has insane energy, and this yes. is where this is coming from. Yes. Now I know. Yeah, now you know. <laughs> and I don't have to pound the coffee anymore. So, um, all right. Also, I don't sleep, but anyway, I digress. They've also got Field of Greens. I know Pat is a big fan of Field of Greens. I love because I don't put a single vegetable in my into my body. Except when you drink it. <laughs> Except when I drink it from Field of Greens, because I can't stand, you know, Kale, the only way that um, you can 
afford to eat kale is when you put a lot of coconut oil in the pan, and, mm. and then that allows the kale to slide into the trash no. a lot easier. No, you're wasting <laughs> <my> kale. <laughs> so, so this, I'm getting all kinds of superfood with uh, Field of Greens. Yeah, it's, it is delicious. It's good at even water uh, if you want to try it. Try it like that as well. You can go to BrickHouseBlaze.com. Use offer code GREEN to get 15% off of your order, or you can text the promo code GREEN to 41411. All right, jumping back into all of the hearing stuff, I want to play, I want to get back into the conversation. Jason, I know you said there were a couple more points you wanted to make, but I want to take a listen to what Jake Tapper had to say about the hearing. These accusations by these women against Judge Kavanaugh are so brutal. They're brutal accusations, and his denial is so unequivocal that, that there's nothing that happened that, that he can even understand why these charges would be brought forward. The charges are upsetting. Uh, and and uh, they're obviously they've triggered an entire uh, national conversation uh, about sexual assault and sexual harassment, about the unequal way uh, that women and girls are treated in this country. At the same time, there is, as of now, no contemporaneous corroborating evidence for any of the charges, as far as we know. We haven't seen anybody emerge and say, yes, I remember that. And that is an important part of the story as well. That's what I love yeah. about Topper. Yes. That's what I love about it. Calls it straight both yep. ways. He, well, yeah. and, I mean, he knows that he's doing it the right way when both sides are mad at him at different times. I, and I completely agree with him. I, I don't think uh, Dr. Ford belonged in front of the dice uh, today. I don't think she belonged to have her day in, in the hearing. I, I don't. I think that if there would have been somebody cooperating, even if it, like Anita Hill, if there would have been some one, at least one other person that said, yeah, this is how this person acted in the, in the workplace, then, then that, that would have been enough for me to say, yes, now she deserves her day in front of the hearing. Uh, but everybody denied it. Everybody has denied it. There's not one single person that can back it up. And to the contrary, they absolutely say, no, this did not happen, including her own friends. Once that came out, I would have said, no, this is done. We're taking a vote. Personally, that's what I would have done. I, 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 I agree with you. I think it sets one of the most dangerous precedents yes. in this history, especially for any public figure that, that lives. Because at this point now, as long as it becomes politically expedient mm-hmm. or whatever agenda that may be, may be living under, under the surface, all someone has to do is create a compelling story, mm-hmm. talk about it, and, it and you're done. That's it. You're there's done. no day in court. There's, no, there's nothing you can do. Just a mere accusation of it. Done. Like, I, I was listening to uh, Trevor Noah, who I have to agree, Ben Shapiro is unbelievably unfunny. Um, mm-hmm. And he was talking about it. And, you know, his stand-up was, is good, though. That's what's so weird. I, I think stand-up is terrible. Really? I like his stand-up, but I don't like his... I just don't think the guy's funny. I, he seems like a cool guy. I just don't think he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, he was making a joke about, you know, uh, someone saying that, you know, these accusations could, you know, ruin his life. And he made a joke. He's like, oh, and what? You'd have to go back to the, the, the blood minefields of, of Sierra Leone. And it's like, well... Dude, what do you think his life is going to be like after this? Mm-hmm. Right? He's, he's going to have to live with this. Now, even potential employers, if that's, if that's the route he seeks to take, are going to look at it like, do I want to deal with this? Do I want to have to have these issues with somebody who's been accused? Just the mere optics of it. People mm-hmm. undervalue the importance of optics in the state of where we are in this country. And just being accused, whether you're a male or female, of something like this is enough to ruin you. Yeah. It's Terrifying. Social justice mm-hmm. warriors will yeah. make sure mm-hmm. that even if you don't have your if day in court, court they will they ruin, will your, ruin life. your life. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, Jason, I want to know what you thought about, um, I guess you and I were paying attention to social media 
to Twitter, right, which was just a giant dumpster fire. I, I had to finally just be like, I give up with you people. I, I, can't, I just can't do it. Uh, the people who were, um, I guess, rushing to judgment, even some of the Democrat lawmakers, they were rushing to judgment on already saying, I believe that this happened. I believe but they hadn't even heard Kavanaugh yet, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, how would it be fair that, to say, I, I mean, I believe her. I think that it happened. Well, and I think that we should just, you guys should cancel this because we need to, we need another Supreme Court nominee. Well, it's just ridiculous. Like, how can you just unequivocally say that I believe this accusation when there is literally nothing to back it up? You're, all you're believing in is words. Yeah. You're not believing in, any, there's no substance. There's nothing behind those words. That's all it is. It's, they, what they should do is they should turn it around and say, I always say this to my kids, as like, you know, not only just treat other people as you would do, but always think about when you're saying something to, to people or doing stuff, always turn it around and imagine if they're doing it back to you. So all these people that say, I unequivocally believe this person just based off of accusations, think about, put yourself in that situation. Yeah. What all if right. it happened to you? Yeah, let's take a break. We'll be back. I'm, but I'm just like, you haven't even heard from him yet. How are you already making up? Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Jumping back into this, uh, I want to make sure that we're very clear here in saying I don't think that anybody at this table is saying that Dr. Ford is making this up as some ploy to stop, you know, a Republican from being nominated. Would that be fair? Yeah. Nobody here is saying I'm that Dr. Saying that. Ford is making it up. I'm not saying that because capital? I genuinely believe that. And I'm, just, happened to I'm, right, yeah, I'm just going off gut. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. However, what I don't like is the current state of our country where if someone genuinely believes that, they can't say that. They can't say that without being ran through the mud. Oh, right. yeah. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to make that clear that, you know, I think we're all in agreement that something happened to this woman. Oh, right. Um, but, you know, as a sexual assault survivor, you can't just say... Something happened to me, but then the rest of the facts don't matter. I mean, we have to take a look at the bigger picture and then determine if it, you know, whether or not it's reasonable to assume that this man did this. But going off of the facts that we have today. Correct. I think that she's not being truthful on who assaulted her. Yeah. Or do you think she just genuinely remembers that it's him and it wasn't? I think that's possible. And it's interesting because I, I thought she was credible yesterday. And for all the reasons you just mentioned, I, th- I thought something happened to her. But yeah. I don't think it was Kavanaugh. But how credible was Kavanaugh in that interview on Fox? I, I thought he was very yeah. credible. Was, and so was yeah. his wife. And I, I believed him. Yeah. But, but, but going off again, but going off the facts today, not only do it, does it seem like the thing with Kavanaugh, it wasn't Kavanaugh. But the entire scenario appears like that's not yeah. even true. Yeah. Like, she has specific memories of this happening at this place, but no one can confirm that. So you don't, This location. So you don't think that something happened to her? No, I, th- I think that something did happen to her. But at I, some but point. At some point. Right. But this specific, the, this specific case, it's so detailed from her that it was like a, these people were involved. None, all of them say it's not true. Yeah. They all say it's not it true. This sense. house doesn't exist. This party never existed. One of them, her best friend, I don't even know the guy. Did you yeah. notice, did you notice uh, at the end when they were wrapping up her testimony and I, I was listening in the car, so I think it was Grassley, but I'm not sure. But he said, I just want to put 
on the record that we have sworn statements under penalty mm-hmm. of, you know, felony from all of these people that she just mentioned was at the party. And they said that they weren't there. And immediately the Democrats were like, no, 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 you no, you can't put that in. No, you should. And they started scrambling. Yeah, they said and it really concerned me. They didn't want those entered into the record. Without, but they but yeah. almost every single one of them wanted their letters of I <laughs> yes. believe Dr. Ford. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They made sure multiple letters. And then Grass was like, yeah, sure. But that but yeah. the actual factual information about the people involved, they didn't want to have anything to do with that. Right. That's, what That's happens. so insane. That's what happens when you're pushing a political agenda and not yeah. actually trying to help someone who may have been through something. Exactly. Right. And I think we saw proof of that today. Um, Democrats waited less than 30 whole minutes to start fundraising off of all of this. So we mm. have some fundraising letters that uh, Hirono and Booker sent out. But as you can see, um, there, this is Hirono's, and she's asking for a donation to support her reelection campaign. Oh, my gosh. Um, because the main reason, here she says, she's spending every minute of her day fighting Republicans who are desperate to rush, rush Brett Kavanaugh's nomination. And this has to be her focus. She has to be able to do that. But she needs your help, Hawaii. Can she count on you to donate to her campaign? Um, mm. Which, by the way, I take issue with. All of them saying that uh, Republicans are trying to rush this as if Feinstein didn't sit on that letter. Uh, And then so here we see Booker's. It's basically the same thing. We should all be concerned about what it would mean for our country if Judge Kavanaugh is confirmed to the Supreme Court. I'm going to be questioning him this week. We can only make a difference if everyone steps off the sidelines. Add your name and join me in this fight. Also, give me your money. Love, Spartacus. XOXO. Uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Right after the testimony started, they were already sending these emails out. If that's not totally transparent that this is all political, I don't know what is. Yeah. I, okay. I was just going to say that I, a lot of the questioning from Mitchell seemed like they were trying to get out of, uh, get out you know, or trying to make it known how political this was. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the line of the question yes, regarding the, the flight. That was who when... Who paid for the polygraph test? Who paid for the polygraph test. They actually came out. They, they got her to... Uh, they got Dr. Ford to admit that Feinstein Stein was the one that uh, recommended Katz as her lawyer. Yes. Um, everything was kind of, uh, you know, kind of centered on bringing that out. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, even, you know, even, you know, the, the, the preparatory soliloquies... That they, that they had with their allotted time instead of actually asking questions to get to the bottom of mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. It, it spells it out clearly. Mm-hmm. You know, it, all it is is virtue signaling and grandstanding. And yeah. That's all they were doing. It was to get their moment so that they can utilize that as sound bites to push forward and say, I'm fighting for you. Now, both sides are... Both sides are guilty of this kind of opportunistic fundraising, right? But there's got to be a line where it's like, good God, like this is just getting ridiculous. Like, we get it. You pol- you're, you're politicians. This is kind of what you do. But it's like, this is just, there's something about it that just stinks. Yeah. Kept, when it's so close, it's just like mm-hmm. 30 minutes. Right. They kept calling for an FBI investigation. And I, can't, I just can't imagine any law enforcement organization in the world uh, launching an investigation just off of hearsay when all the other witnesses that she said, uh, she gave all denied it ever happened. The what FBI, are they, they going to investigate? Exactly. Right. I, I, it was 36 I, years ago. Which I think is why... A lot of them are are saying we need to investigate because they know they know it's going to be an inconclusive. He said, she said there's no investigation to be had. They've already looked into him six times. The one thing that uh, I remember Dr. Ford said, she goes, this is something that the FBI could look into if they started an investigation was whether judge worked at the supermarket. Yeah. 
Safeway, I think it was, or whatever, yes. when he worked there. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Standard operating procedure for, your, for lawyers is to hire a private investigator to look at all these things and get all the information so you give a public. Yes. That's standard operating procedure. I guarantee you they've already done that. And the reason. The FBI doesn't need to do that. The reason, it seemed like the reason that she wanted uh, that investigated to find out when Kavanaugh worked there was, was not just to narrow down the time frame of when exactly in 1982 this supposedly happened, but also because uh, Mark Judge, to her, looked uncomfortable when she saw him at Safeway. Yes. Okay, you're going to. You're, you're going to draw the conclusion that it all happened because you think that Mark Judge was uncomfortable when he saw you at a grocery store? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's scant little to go on with any of this. And again, you know, I, I just, it's hard, it's, it's a difficult position to be in, uh, in the media talking about this because it's, you know, we're not trying to be callous towards mm. someone who has, you know, experienced some sort of sexual assault. Um, but again... Facts still matter, you know, um, the circumstances still matter. And, you know, I, I just, I fear that we're at this time kind of like what you were getting at, Colian, that, you know, now it's a mockery is being made of this entire movement. And I think that it's going to backfire, especially with, like, for instance, Black Lives Matter. We mm. talked about this, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that initially at the heart of it, there were issues that they were bringing to light that yeah. really needed to be addressed. Absolutely. And then it gets co-opted yeah. by, the, by other people. <laughs> and then now... It turns into something that has yes, nothing to do with and then, And no it, one yeah. finds them, you know, as credible. Yep. So I feel like that's what's Even happening. Even people who were once down with Black Lives Matter, like, as far as the organization. Yeah. I think the sentiment of the movement in and of itself still has credibility in that regard. Right, right. But the actual But that's not what people hear. Yeah, exactly. Because, peop- yeah. because when people hear, they associate it with the rioting and yeah. all that other stuff that's going on it's that they don't like. Yeah. And the same thing is happening here with the Me Too movement. Yep. This is now forever associated with the Me Too movement, and we're going to see, you know, all of these people grandstanding, talking Mm -hmm. about things that we have absolutely no proof of that may or may not have happened 35 years ago, trying to ruin a man's life over it. Yeah, I think what we're seeing, like, so I do believe uh, for, for a long time in this country, there's been a kind of underground element of certain people taking advantage of where, where women weren't taken seriously or men who, who were their victims of, of sexual assault, misconduct, so forth and so on, who didn't, weren't in a position to come forth against very powerful people. Uh, and I think, mm-hmm. I think a lot of those powerful people took advantage of that yes. and understood that they weren't going to come out and say anything, and it just continued unabetted. Um, as a result, there's been this attempt at shifting the pendulum back to where people, you can empower victims who, who have experienced these things and be able to come out and, and face the people who have done these things to them. The problem is, is now they're, they're too, it's, it's overzealous. Yes. So now they're pushing the pill in the complete opposite direction way too far to the point now where now we're literally essentially looking at Salem witch trials that are happening on a regular basis in our media. And, and as a result of that, I agree that that momentum's got to go somewhere and it's going to be the opposite reaction. It's going to swing all the way back. And like I said, as I said before, like I literally have friends who are just like, and then there, there are consequences even, like, on, from a cultural perspective. Like I said, I have friends who literally, like, I'm just going to become celibate. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just not worth the risk. And, even, and even, even then, in doing that, all it really takes is a mere accusation. Yes. Right. Exactly. So that you're not even protected in that regard. <laughs> and you, right. You just produce a calendar, you know, yeah. which, again, I'm like, okay, I'm making mental notes. I have a six-year-old mm. son. Uh, okay, so I have to make sure he keeps his calendars. <laughs> I have to make sure that he keeps them up to date. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I have to make sure that he 
always asks for consent. And actually, by that point, he probably is going to need to get it in writing and get it notarized yes. by someone at the bank. Probably do yes. a fingerprint on it, maybe a little <laughs> a little cut with some blood, just to make sure that all of this is in the clear anytime he wants to, I don't know, hold hands with a girl. But the problem is, again, and I result back to the same thing. By the time he takes all that aggregated information and presents it, his life's already ruined. Right? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. And, already and ruined. That is the, the major argument that I'm hearing from, mm-hmm. um, I mean, social media. So yeah. take that for what it's worth. But they're like, I mean, he, his life isn't ruined. He still gets to go back to just be a circuit court judge. No, he doesn't. Ted Cruz is being shouted down in a restaurant because he's friends with That's Brett not- Kavanaugh. Like, his life is going to be forever changed yeah. by that. It's yeah. insane. So, Jason, we didn't get to talk about Rosenstein because... That would have been the biggest news today if this wasn't going on. Sorry. There's always tomorrow been. is the beauty of that. Sorry, There's always tomorrow. Well, but he, so he postponed it to next week, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, Do you really think it was just because of the, the Kavanaugh hearings? Well... Maybe not. Uh, I, I don't think that there's any there there for, for Trump. Uh, there's nothing I don't think any, there's any, there's nothing for him to say there, because I guarantee you, no matter what his first inclination to do was probably to fire Rosenstein. But I think that incredibly smart people and actually political savvy people got in his ear and said that would be political suicide. Did he actually mm. listen to them. And I think <gasps> he actually listened to them. Wow. But yeah, he, I don't remember his direct uh, statement today or was it yesterday. But he basically said that, yeah, I've talked to him. He basically said it was all, you know, a media thing. And he said he respects me. So, I, again, that's politically smart. He's throwing the blame on the media, which his base already completely hates. And he can, it's something also he can sympathize with because the media has been pretty unfair to him as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I fully expect sometime next week for them to actually have the full, you know, sit down. But I think that immediately afterwards they'll be shaking hands and laughing and he'll be complimenting him on Twitter or something like that. But nothing's going to happen. If he did fire him, that would be awful. That would be awful. Uh, tell, tell the audience why really quickly before we go. Well, uh, you'd have all those people claim again, comparing this to Nixon and saying that he's getting rid of all the people to shut down the, the Russia investigation. Just optics. Pol- politically, show that you have nothing to hide. Yeah. You, you mm-hmm. keep saying you have nothing to hide. Let him continue that. Let, it, let him go through. And then, then you can say, like, I didn't manipulate it. So, yeah, let it go. Yeah. That's the best way to handle this. Yeah. Uh, okay, really quickly before, so we're getting to the poll, but I want to set up the poll by saying I was listening to uh, mainstream media talk about how uh, most people are not going to watch all the hearings, right? They don't, they, they don't have our job. They've got normal jobs where they, that's not their job and they have to focus on their job and they didn't listen to the entire hearing. Therefore, they're going to be relying on the compelling clips that mm-hmm. the media plays, which the compelling clips were, as we were talking about earlier, uh, Ford talking about, you know, remembering their laughter and all of those little clips that are just perfect, uh, perfect little package to air on the news are all going to be talking about, you know, her experience and you're not going to be able to get into it. And they were talking about what an effect that might be on the public opinion. So. Uh, we want to know if you did watch the hearings or are you just relying on the clips to uh, guide you on the he said, she said battle. Let us know at The Blaze on Twitter. Really good having you. Oh, yeah. thanks for having me. Thank yeah. you so yeah. much for coming on. We will see you guys tomorrow on the Friday show. Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. 
Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.